0: morning everyone welcome to the self-love show and I have something really freaking cool and special today it's a little bit different of a show because guess what our beloved dawn light is teaching today so just as a reminder that if you um if this platform doesn't work for you guess what we have we have a whole youtube channel where you can find all the shows and everything and I'm going to type that in right now all the shows, any, and you can follow it through there. You have all the, the links, the themes, and who is teaching. So find your favorite teacher and head on over. There's the link. So it is my delightful and wonderful honor to introduce Miss Dawnlight and our show today. So ditch the anxiety of an imbalanced relationship that creates low self esteem. And shift into a confident queen who knows herself as love and creates positive shifts in your life. Dawn Light will be guiding our viewers, you, (laughs) on getting in touch with where the imbalance is in the way they are showing up in the relationship. How are you creating the imbalance? This will be a very quick guided process helping you bring awareness to the pattern that is playing out inside Yourselves and reflected in your love life. Founder as founder and CEO of Spark Your Inner Gold LLC, spiritual psychology coach and self love advocate, Don Lightamora has always maintained the belief that all healing takes place on a holistic level. This philosophy, the velocity of this philosophy, (laughs) um, was something that came to Don innately. And as a practicing Theta Healing Therapist since night, gosh, I don't know, since 2005, Dawn knew she was on the right path and wanted to complete her studies so that she could help guide others healing. I'm going to start this over. Dawn knew she was on the right path and wanted to complete her studies so that she could help guide others dealing with many of today's issues. With this intention in her heart, she went on to attend California Coast University in Santa Ana and earned her bachelor's degree in psychology, then completed a master's program in spiritual psychology at the University of Santa Monica and finally got certified as a Life Mastery Institute coach. Dawn believes the healing journey and the path back to self is walked on many different and important levels, both of consciousness and of reality. She utilizes a vast array of modalities and tools to facilitate her clients to miraculous shifts and profound lasting changes in their lives. There is a point in time when you hear your truth and it is um, felt on a visceral level. The tears come pouring down. These tears are a gift. We call that a breakthrough. And this is why I love what I do. Miss Light. <laughs>
1: Hi, everybody. Thank you for that introduction, Trish. Oh my gosh, it's exciting. And it, it's a bit strange to hear your thing read back to you. <laughs> That's what we've heard multiple times, right?
0: You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So we're just going to have a wild, beautiful conversation, authentic conversation about how patterning shows up. You know, are you showing up as a damsel in distress in your relationship? Like, you know, this really struck me as an offering to share because. I did this for a long time in my relationships. I felt that I wasn't equal. And so it really showed up as me overgiving and overextending myself to kind of prove my worth and um, be of equal value in a way in the relationship. So there was always this push pull kind of dynamic going on. And I didn't realize it wasn't conscious on my part. It was more of me struggling with the wounded masculine inside of myself. And that showed up as struggle in my love life dynamic with men, particularly. So it never showed up in a woman relationship. It was always worked out with men, particularly for me. And that's because I had such a wound, a father wound playing out. And I had to play that out in, in my, all my relationships, really in, in all men relationships is how it showed up for me and especially love life. So It's just important for me to help women untangle their their toxic relationship mess and how it can show up. And and the thing is, is you don't have to have the father wound to do the work, right? It could be the sister wound. I've had a client that had the sister wound, and it it, you know, I'll just share this as an example. She um she was a twin and is a twin and then had a very toxic relationship with her mother. And so it created this triad kind of experience where she always believed that the other sister was more important and it 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 undervalued herself and so through our work together she was able to untangle from all of that so there's just an example of the sister wound and the mother wound showing up in a in a family triad right and so my work was really more about untangling from the father wound and And I've I've worked in all kinds of levels, whether it's father wound, I've had all kind of clients with, you know, where we identify where the real core wounding is and the core birth patterning is, and then really work from that angle. And so I'll just speak a little bit more about my own journey and what it's been and why I was inspired to teach on this topic. I'm going to shift to the comments so I can see. And I encourage you to Yay. <laughs> Hi, Scott. Um, I encourage you to, you know, put in the chat, like, where has your patterning been showing up for you? Or are you aware of it? Can you sense it? Like, what's the deepest birth kind of trauma pattern that keeps surfacing in your love life? Because, you know, the love relationship is our closest mirror to spirit to God's source. You know, that's our closest opportunity to really see ourselves completely. And that's also where the woundingness or where our you know, triggers can show up the most, where we feel unmet, unseen, unheard, out of balance, you know, or whatever the story is that's playing out. So I'm just curious like Be brave enough here, right? This this is an offering for you. I encourage you to really own your bravery and just be authentic and show up for yourself and put it in the chat so we can include you in the conversation and can speak about it a little bit. And um so for me, I did show up as a damsel in distress for a long period of time in my life. And I chose I chose like career choices and things that really kept me out of alignment in my love life because it it just wasn't serving me. And I felt like I had to prove my worth. And so I was kind of chasing after the dream life and not, learning to fully embody it by doing the inner work to release the shame patterns that I was holding. Because the truth is, I had a lot of places that I held a lot of deep regret and shame regret of the childhood that I was born into that I had no choice over. And yes, I feel on a soul level, I did choose it because I know I get to be the hero of my own journey now. And I see now that on a soul level, I did choose that dynamic. And I, that came home to me through graduate school and really helped me reset my whole mind frame around child abuse and what had occurred and my parents' relationship and just really come home to a compassionate self, compassion for myself, compassion for my parents, compassion for the pain and the intergenerational patterning that had been playing out all along. And so I'm curious for you, Trish. How has how has this topic landed for you in your love life relationship? Oh,
0: there's there's many of the things like there's um, there's there's a couple of places that I have shown up. Um, you know, you you know my story about crazy, dangerous sort of childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, the a place with my father was. Um, emotional abandonment. That was the place and it continued to show up in my, in my life. Um, there's a lot of places around. I'm unsafe is the one that I'm, I'm playing with right now is, yeah, I'm unsafe Mm -hmm. in, in dynamic with um, other people or, um, with my mother, it looked a little bit like I guess that's where the "I'm unsafe" piece is because there was a lot of stuff in, in our in my childhood. You know, my mother was really stressed single mom, a lot, a lot of a lot of things going on for her and struggling, um, impoverished, and and that. So there was a lot of her story of "I'm unsafe" and and over overly stressed and being unsafe there. So that, like, I almost forced people to play into that story. You know, I, 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 and and it wasn't a conscious forcefulness. Um, it was unconscious, my shadow forcing or me manipulating into a different that them to,
1: to live up into this, this piece. So what you're saying is so important. This piece right here, I just want to speak to that really quickly and then you can continue. Um, That little, that little statement is so powerful because when we hold a vibration of, you know, I'm unsafe, let's just use that as, as what you were saying, right? I'm unsafe. Then it does in a sense, unconsciously force people to come to you, gravitate to you. That's going to help you play out that dynamic so that you can become Aware of the pattern inside of yourself, so it's like there's an unconscious agreement with your soul and self to hold that vibrational frequency, and that alone that frequency attracts all the partners that are going to play out that unconscious dynamic with you until you awaken to it.
0: Um, I don't really know where I was at. Oh, <laughs> uh, um. unsafe and. Oh, yeah and and so that played into um a lot of times when I was really since i I distrusted my partner, and my person was very, very upset that I didn't trust him. Um, but I also didn't trust myself to keep myself safe because I was also playing into a lot of social standards and social norms that are actually inherently unsafe for women or relationships like there's a lot of toxic monogamy sort of impressions in the world and I was playing into those because I didn't know that I yeah I didn't know what I didn't know mm-hmm. um, so those are the pieces that that kind of threw me into a deeper journey of transforming my curriculum and you know that you you've been you've been with me for many many years now and yeah of over the course of the last couple years, I really started to dive deep into the codependency work and and why, why I didn't trust A, myself or other people, why I felt unsafe and what were the strategies that I was using to get my needs met that were actually harmful to myself and other people. Mm-hmm. Powerful. And, Powerful. Yeah. Yes. So, I really was, was I showing up sovereign? No, before I wasn't. I was showing up in contorting to get my need for love, attention, and time met Mm -hmm. in a way that was manipulating reality for other people. I wasn't being honest with where I was or myself or, and I was very scared in my body and um, very, very Mm dysregulated.
1: Yes. I really, really relate to what you're saying. And I was, I was too, I was showing up as, You know, my nervous system as a young one, I think I just carried over this unsafe nervous system feeling for a very, very long time in my life. And that really rings a bell for me. And I like raise your hand if that has been you ever on the journey, just speaking to our viewers, have you ever operated from a place of unsafety and made choices from a place of unsafety because that's all you knew how to do. You were just wanting so badly to have your needs met that you would do anything to have that happen, which really wasn't serving the relationship or yourself.
0: And, and honestly, it's, it's not like you're conscious of these, these strategies. So a lot of the time, children, (laughs) like a lot of the time, so like a, a lot of the time when you're in your, your family life and you're, you're, you're infant, you're an infant to seven years old. You're creating strategies to get your needs met. This is why we cry. We learn how to do these things to get our needs met. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time we play out those young strategies way into our 20s until we realize that these are young, youthful, manipulative strategies to get our needs met. So a lot of the time for me, um, as an example the strategy for me to get my need for connection from men met was to be the good girl or to be like, to posture in some way that, um, gave me, yeah, so that gave me credibility. Now it was authentic because I created that strategy because I learned that it was something that I, I could get my needs met there. But what it took me a long time was that it was a, it was this idea of people pleasing, contorting, or masking to get it, which was which was really outside of myself. It took me a long time to take the mask off to to see that I had to put a mask on when I was seven years old, mm-hmm. and and be like, oh, this is actually not me. Um, here, here's another example, Don, that you you might appreciate um, the idea of being sexy. So this idea that that women are like sensual and move and sexy. And they do the, like I, they do their stuff to be sexy, right? This idea of, of the social construct of sexy. And so I would do the sexy thing. I'd be like, Oh, I'm sexy. And I'd wear the things and I'd wear the heels and I'd get, you know, I'd do all the stuff that, that I would, I would do so that I could get, so I could get something. Like mm-hmm. I knew that I knew that if I did that, I could
1: do that. Attention, validation, acknowledgement and society teaches us this mm-hmm. society does teach a woman to do that mm-hmm. and our moms taught us that validated by the men as well and validated by the women it's it's seen as you know as the way to exist and be
0: yeah so so there's that piece and and when i started to recognize that actually my my g- normal being, the things that I find really attractive, isn't really that like social construct of beauty or that, that idea of slinky undulating is sexy. I actually think comedy is very attractive and laughter and ease of body. And, and in that sense, it's right there that I had to, t- I learned also to take that off. Now, not everyone's going to be like, oh, the- you know, joking about clowns or whoever, whatever comes out of my poor brain is going to be sexy. Like it takes a long time to find people who are, who can find that attractive. Mm -hmm. So, so sovereignty in this way is, is really finding that place that feel that allows you to be authentic to your own expression, your own expression Mm -hmm. without being selfish I think there's a way to get everything, you know, to meet to meet everything, to live in the world with other people, but to also be sovereign, to be choosing to step out of the social construct or the social norm or the the childhood patterning or the um, weird relational dynamics that you're in with your partner or, you know, like whatever it could be. <laughs> That's holding the limiting belief, right?
1: And you can, you can, um, you know, show up as sovereign in your relationship and have a sovereign experience together. It's not just for women. I, I coach women and I, my whole program is geared towards helping women for, because I firmly believe that helping women is going to really help. Amazing shifts on the planet right now, which the women will go out and shift their men, right? And I've had this firsthand experience where I did so much inner work on myself that it actually shifted my own relationship for the better. And so, it it's natural when we let go of patterning that really is not serving us any longer, and we step into a higher vibrational frequency with ourselves and start showing up as more of our authentic authentic self inside and. It, it just emanates, right? And there is no needing to play out any patterning. You, you, you learn the tools to work your process. When you're triggered, you learn the tools to be authentic and to not not give yourself away in a place where it feels like it's too much or not enough, and you're playing out those patterns. Instead, you're stepping into a place of like, I can share authentically here where I was scared to, or I don't have to withhold my truth any longer out of fear of being seen or acknowledged or, you know, um, not, not understood, you know, cause it was for me, I had a huge shame block around just sharing my voice alone for a very long time. And then that showed up as these, because I was shamed as a child, I was told all the time by my father, you're lying, even when I was telling the truth. So it, it really confused me. Then I, I got this really deep ingrained thing saying that I couldn't speak up. I was always told to, you know, shut up as a child too, and so it taught me to be very mute and and quiet. And then that mute self was the mask that I I just became the good girl, and I just became you know what, I'm just going to show up. And if I show up, that's enough. And I would never fully reveal my true feelings, but there was a part of me that never felt fully expressed and never felt seen, held or heard because I wouldn't let it out. And so there was this kind of, it created kind of a dual life for me in a lot of ways where I could feel seen, heard and felt and met with, with women because I had a really close relationship with my mother. So I always felt closer with women. And yet with men, I couldn't reveal the parts of myself truly that were really hiding in the shame and the trauma and the hurt and the guilt and the frustration of what I experienced that I, I, I felt so like covered up by it that it wouldn't it, it just kept this like kind of slight wedge in between my deep, compassionate relating with my beloved. Yeah. And I just want to speak to that for the women out there that possibly, and this is where you show up as damsel in distress because you're not able to communicate your true needs because you're afraid, deeply afraid that you're going to not be met or you're going to be let down or not heard or just laughed at for still having that issue possibly.
0: Or in some cases hurt
1: or hurt or it thrown in your face because you still have that. I mean, how many relationships have, you know, when you're in a toxic relationship with someone and I'm, I'm speaking from, you know, child abuse, which then I got into toxic relationship after toxic relate, And I had to break all those patterning to find the beloved I'm with. Now it was a long journey of that, that journey. And there was a lot of times where you would, I would be brave to reveal a really sensitive part of myself. And then it would be thrown in my face or used against me. And so it it was like, there it is. It's that that validating piece of like, oh, it's not still not safe to really share. And so I had that ingrained in my consciousness for a long time. And I'm just, I'm just so curious. Thank you for really being brave. Um, Ken says shame, you know, shame, shame is a place where it's like, it keeps us from having really true intimacy in our partnerships and i'm speaking from life experience because i had a lot of it and you know we're not as children we're put into these circumstances sometimes that really crazy things happen and we're we form an identity out of it and that is what happened to me and i'm not you know wronging my parents they did their best even though it was a really crazy situation and I'm so grateful that this has been my life path and I can own all of it now and speak so honestly about it now. Now I have a healed voice. You're seeing me after years of inner work, yes. do, do the inner work to have an expressed voice, right? And it takes time to activate this center, to be able to articulate the past and really articulate the lessons and really turn it into like this valuable gold of an opportunity to share with others and to say, wow, I've walked that path. And I'm here to hold your hand and walk the path with you too." to come back to that place of sovereignty so that you can express in a sovereign way at all times, no matter what relationship you have, love life, coworkers, friends, all places, maintain that sovereignty inside yourself that you are whole and complete in your connection to spirit and that you don't have to hide any part of it, no matter what that it is. Right. Because I, I, it can show up as creating a dual life where you're, you're one way with this set of friends and one way with another set of friends. Right. And you feel, you feel inauthentic in both places because there's a part of you that's not fully expressed. And, and there's, there's another side of this. So that you're one way with that
0: group of friends. You're one way at home. You're one, what, what really that boils down to is that you can't love yourself. And what I mean by love is accept who you are. Because there's such a, a deep fear of being yourself or being the true authentic being that you are. That you, you can't, like, if, if I'm just faceting all over the place, like, how can I let you love me? Like, how can I, how can I show up if, if I have a persona or an identity that I show up with Dawn that I have to keep up, like whether it's conscious or unconscious here, this is part of the shadow, right? So if I show up and in, in like looking good and I have to, pr- you know, impress Dawn, then, then I'm not actually really loving myself. I'm, I'm directly pointing to the fact that I don't actually accept myself for who I am and all of the places that are and aspects and, and things that I have going on. Like I'm not showing up authentically. I'm not being honest with myself. I'm not being radically honest with you. And I'm certainly not allowing you to love me like me. And, and that's one of the, I mean, just to gloat on our loving friendship is <laughs> like one of the reasons why I loved on so much is that, you know, we're, we're messy humans. And we're like, we we're we keep just, upgrading our lives in a lot of ways and it's because we're becoming more and more honest becoming more and more authentic becoming more and more vulnerable like we're deepening our intimacy through vulnerability and trust and the only way that you can build trust is if you're showing up honestly Mm -hmm. yeah like radically honest Like, like hey honest I have this thing you know and, and maybe some of you, some of you understand this is that, you know, the cool kids or, or there was this um, group of people that I really wanted to be involved in a while ago, like a long while ago. And I just wasn't really that kind of person. Like I wasn't, I wasn't beautiful in the way that they were, you know, I didn't have the money to have all the cool jewelry and the outfits and, and I wasn't really talented in the cool ways that they were talented in in like artistic expression, and I tried really hard to be included, and a lot of the time I would I would get these really interesting responses because I am I don't know if y'all know me yet, but I am a kind of a deep, intense sort of person. So I'm I'm constantly asking questions like, "What's really true for you?" And and they were more interested in like having party or, or creating like these like fun experiences than getting like deep and dense and like dark and like getting to know each other. You know and one time my friend, she says to me, she's like, I don't know why you try so hard there. I'm wondering if you can look at that. Mm. And it took me a long time to, to really acknowledge that I didn't want to be there because it wasn't really who I am. And, and in that sense of I was contorting, or I was putting a facade on, or I wasn't accepting that I am this person, like, wherever you are, there are people who accept you for who you are, if you accept you for who you are.
1: But that's the first step.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Acceptance is the first step. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we fight against it. We fight against our curriculum if we don't have acceptance for what it is. You know, and we keep resisting it until we actually meet it and say, I'm willing to learn from this, whatever this is, and see all parts, even if it's really deeply painful, and untangle from it so that it stops being an outer reflection of self that you have to reject. Showing up as the rejected self in your beloved or in your relationship, you know, and that's that's that can be deeply painful and it's such such a gold medicine to like take in and you know be compassionate with yourself and breathe compassion into that place where you feel rejected not seen not heard not valued you know and how am i creating it right like when we have moved from acceptance then we can move into a place of really really consciously examining it from a place of how am i co-creating this with spirit
0: how am i rejecting myself
1: how am i rejecting myself
0: you know that thing where where when you blame someone you're rejecting me and they say you know there's one finger pointed out and three fingers pointed back um that means something different to me now and that is really like oh if i'm project who's feeling the rejection you've heard me say this before who's feeling the feelings I'm feeling the feelings. (laughs) So how am I creating rejection? How am I rejecting myself in this moment? So if I take your, if I take whatever your um, feedback is for me, maybe it feels harsh, maybe it feels critical. But if I'm taking that feedback as, as something that's rejection based, what is it about me? that's creating the rejection? What is it about me that is creating the separation? What is it? Like, it's really asking that, like, oh, why do, why does this show up as rejection? Mm -hmm. Like, what does that actually mean? And where did I learn that? Who taught me that? (laughs) I'm always asking, like, this is my new
1: favorite question. Who taught me that? Um, Who taught them that? Who taught them that? And a lot of times these things can be intergenerational patterns that are really, really deep. It's a social, it's a lot of social programming too.
0: Social, cultural, familial. Like this idea that women can't, I'm going to use this term, that women can't be um, direct or they're bitchy. Like I hate that one. You know? because because it's like this softening this people like we're the the contortion to be taught how to be subservient to um the hierarchy of some kind you know like that idea like oh women can't be direct or they're they're bitchy oh she's got rich, resting bitch face you mean i'm not smiling <laughs> so it's it's like looking at those places too you know mm-hmm. My mom, so my mom grew up really like she grew up in, uh, on the East coast. And so she's really direct. Like she's just kind of curtly direct over there. That works here or on this West coast. Everyone is very, very polite. And they often are really like jilted by her directness as I age. I'm really appreciating that. It's kind of like, there's no, there's no games, Like sometimes the the softness of it, or the the smiling, or the you know the it's it's so it's kind of a game playing. I'm like, no, you can just be direct with me. It works better that way. So then there's no opportunity for the brain to to make up a story, right? And this is again what what we're coming back to is
1: which the brain loves to do. Oh yeah, we're coming back to
0: this like trust piece you know like how do i trust myself if i'm constantly fluffing the truth i have something to tell you don but i'm going to tell you it in this fluffy way so i don't hurt your feelings <laughs> there's a way to say truth it, that in your your inner truth that is compassionate and understanding uh-huh. and And loving and offers your experience into this. And and we've had many, many shows on on this as well. So it's it's like, can I be honest with you and trust you with my truth? Can I trust you or can I trust myself with your truth in response to my truth? That's some big, that's some big work. And that's a a lot of what you teach, John, I think is, is to be able to show up in your Authenticity. Your authenticity, your groundedness, your trust in yourself and in others, your your alignment with mm-hmm.
1: with. And it's letting your letting your expression ride on the energy of love. Yes. So that it doesn't break the connection of love, that you can speak your truth honestly without withholding. Because what happens is there's withhold a withholding pattern. When yes. someone is afraid of you know, distrusting themselves and it's showing up as distrust in the in the relationship, usually it's a withholding pattern. Yes. And so it's it's an opportunity to lay that down and just be really honest and say, wow, I normally want to take responsibility for how I withhold here. And I've withheld here and I'm deeply sorry for that. And I'm going to be brave and share where I haven't before. Can I be bold?
0: Yes. Can I be bold enough to say that a withhold is a lie?
1: A withhold is a lie? Well, a withhold is usually a fear.
0: Yes. So when I, when I withhold the, the, the honest, when I withhold the the truth from you, when if I'm so afraid to say all of the things that I'm not giving you all of the details to make a conscious choice for yourself, for yourself. That I'm literally manipulating reality mm-hmm. because I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. So when I hold, or when one withholds, mm-hmm. then it is a lie.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it is in some way, yeah. It's telling the truth. It's not fully honest. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. I'm, I'm kinda... and it takes it takes that honesty to have to have real intimacy, vulnerability. Like, even if it is going to hurt the other person's feelings with what you're going to say, it's okay because being triggered is their material. When they're triggered, it's theirs. Yes. And when you're triggered, it's yours and you're not responsible for other people's emotional material. As much as it may surface through what you say, it's doing the soul in front of you a disservice if you don't, you know, that's how God works through us is triggering one another. We trigger each other without even trying. Here's the thing. You could show up in your most happy place and be like, yeah, life is amazing. I'm, you know, I'm feeling so good. And I'm like aligned. The thing is, is another friend could be in a funky spot and just your energy alone without even saying anything can trigger someone. Right, yeah. and for their material to surface for them. So the truth is, it takes radical honesty with ourselves and personal responsibility to not take on when someone is triggered by our authentic expression, and to choose to maintain our maintain our sovereignty, and to choose to keep do keep coming back to our own inner work, right? And and be honest and say, you know, wow, I really see that I I triggered you, and I'm you know, deeply sorry, I was that was not my intent. And I'm here to work it out with you when you're ready. You know, and sometimes people need space to work their process to get back into alignment. So they can say, wow, that trigger was really about this. Because most of the time, the trigger is about some other material from some other time and place surfacing through this relationship experience right now. And it's unresolved material in your consciousness from past painful experiences, you know, unresolved things that didn't get, you know, sometimes when we experience a trauma or a shock or something that someone said, and it's just, it's just too much. Sometimes it can get buried in the recesses of our consciousness. Well, guess what? That stuff bubbles up to the surface to be healed through our now relationships, because really the truth is, is there's only the now. It's the ever evolving now moment. That's it. We all share in the now, always forever. We stay in the now. There is no real past or future. It's the now. And so the now is always surfacing the unresolved material from all the other now moments.
0: (laughs) I want to, um, share a little bit about radical honesty can be a knife. And, and what I mean by radical is courageous. I mean, I don't mean brutal. So there's a difference. There's this like idea of brutal honesty going around and um, brutal honesty is pretty selfish. It's, it's cutting on purpose. It's, um, it's not thought out and it's not considerate. That's what I mean. That's the difference between brutal honesty and radical honesty means that I'm, I'm going to actually choose to show up wildly vulnerable. And that takes a little bit of thought that takes a lot of consideration that takes, um, sharing wildly from a place of, of, well, sensation and empathy, Mm and courage. So it might look like, this is how I like to do it. And it might look like, um, using Don as an example again. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to have a conversation with you and I'm afraid that it, it's going to go poorly. And I love you. And I want this to c- c- deepen our connection because I'm craving connection with you. I'm craving more intimacy and I'm craving safety and I, I want to share that something that, that you did impacted me in this way. Again, I want to make sure that you're taking special notice that I'm taking responsibility for how I feel, right? And so, <laughs> then, and so then there's like, and I, I want to, something that you did impacted me in, in a way, and I'm, I want to, can we talk about it? Can we talk about my feelings and what my needs are? And, and I would share from that place, is like, I, I want connection. I want to feel safe. What happened didn't, I didn't feel safe there. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel connected. I, I didn't feel like we were a collaborative being. And I, I'm feeling really scared and a little bit nervous about moving forward. Now, this is a made up story, right? I'm just creating some idea here. And then coming back to being like, what did you hear? How does this land for you? So radical honesty means that I'm sharing not only the somatic experience in my body and my wants and needs and also taking responsibility for how it's landing in my body. Again, whatever Dawn does is her her life like she's doing her life. She's not in she'd never intentionally harm me. I know that she's got to do what she's got to do. So it's how can I take responsibility for whatever past experiences or beliefs that I have that created this discomfort inside of me based on something that she's said, done, or whatever it is. So showing up radically honest means that I'm taking radical responsibility for how I'm feeling and how it lands for me. I'm showing up with courage in the way that I'm sharing like, deep vulnerability somatically feelings and my wants and needs beautiful like it so i just wanted to make that distinction because it yes it can be knife-like and if it's brutal (laughs) and brutal honesty would be like wow you know what brutal honesty is i don't need to tell you that
1: you you all if you take the word courage yes core is actually the root of courage and it's of the heart Courage is actually of, of the heart. Core means of the heart. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? So it's like I really resonated when I heard that about courage. Because courage was one of my qualities in graduate school, mm-hmm. uh, along with trust. So I, I worked with those. And, and um, radiance as well. So, yeah. And so I have new, new uh, qualities now, which is amazing that I'm working with. And uh, that feels really good. But I, just to get back to the word courage, it, it really, uh, cause I always thought it was, it was a different expression. I didn't, it didn't really like click with me until I heard that. And then I was like, Oh yes, that just really sits so, so strongly inside and where I can really like own my courage, my courageous self. Cause I've been very courageous in my life. And I can honestly say that, you know, and so it's just, it's so important to lean in and allow ourselves to really own that courageous strength to be courageous in our, and go for the gold, go for the the deeply intimate conversations, go for that place where you've, where it's been, oh gosh, can I really do that? Can I really allow myself to fully express in a place where I wouldn't before, or there's a stop there, you know, in your relationship. And give yourself a chance. Keep trying until you, you make it through the pattern. Where then it the courage that you weave through it and give yourself that vulnerability, it gives you an opportunity to just dissolve the pattern altogether. Because you show up differently. It
0: also takes a level of... of uh, so what I was writing is it takes a level of learning how to be safe, become safe. And trustworthy within yourself to have that level of courage. Right? So, if, if I'm walking in like I fucking hate myself, I'm wearing a mask and I'm all in armor, you know, and I just like come in throwing myself into this like courageous, like trying a uh, radical honesty, I'm probably gonna have better results regardless, but it's also gonna feel deeply destabilizing. So, learning how to trust yourself. Learning the skills and the techniques to lean in to sovereignty, to trust, to authentic living—those like, will also help you show up in in deeper and better relationships because you're you're no longer wobbly with with how you're you're showing up. You're in alignment, which means that you can hear another person. You can actually like you're you're self sourcing deeply enough. To show up that like if Dawn responds in a way that I'm like, (gasps) I'm not going to be like, oh my God, (gasps) instead I'm going to be like, oh, I hear that the way that I said that impacted you and that it can actually be a weaving of reality and of deepening of intimacy. It deepens the intimacy between us, Mm -hmm. right? So, so. I'm using Dawn as an excuse because I think, not an excuse, but a, an example, because I think that it's relatable when we can see an example of it working in real life. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd love to share a little bit about how um, the deepening of, of your trust in yourself and um, the, the work that you've done in your own sovereignty has helped deepen your relationships with your partner and with your friends, because I think that's also very important.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it is really important. Um, I can honestly say by working on myself and holding the quality of trust in my consciousness and using it in an affirmation and my whole time through graduate school I anchored I really because I realized that I had such a distrustful pattern that I, I I, it created so much judgment, you know, the judging critical self would always come forward and judge situations and circumstances and people. It was like the egoic part of myself was really leading the way for a long time in my life and creating a black and white dynamic to live through. So it was like a polarity um, that I was experiencing of, you know, and feeling a lot of uh, rejection, you know, really, that was my childhood self showing up as unhealed for a very long time and it played out in my relationships so I it put me in this men are better than me kind of kind of stance inside of myself where I was kind of chasing their approval and that was me chasing my father's approval right because I never got his approval and so I learned to Fawn in a way, and show up inauthentically, and contort myself, and to do whatever it took to like win win the man over, you know, in a way, and show up inauthentically, and it just caused so much issue uh, at the end of the day. And I never felt truly held or seen, or or really acknowledged for the the true beauty, you know. And it's like once I started to acknowledge myself and come home to myself, and really. Place instead of putting the trust outside of myself, I started claiming the trust for myself inside my body vehicle, right? Inside my holy temple and experiencing myself as whole and complete and really like laying down the patterns by, by doing the inner work, by really working with spirit to show me, show me the truth about how I show, how I create all of this everything in my life, show me the truth about how I create it so that I can heal it. Yes. So I can complete it. Yes. Cause it's really going for completion, right? If you want to upgrade your life, the quickest way to upgrade your life is to go from completion on the issues, the reoccurring issues in your life, whatever they may be. They may be with friendships. They may be with coworkers. They may with your partner. But if you look closely and start to neutrally observe your life, you will see the subtlety of how the pattern is showing up in your life in every area. And so it's really important to make a deep inner commitment to go for completion. I am no longer willing to show up in this way any longer. And I'm willing to own all parts of what this is, no matter what it is, no matter how painful it is. And no matter how long it's taken you up until now to figure it out or find a way through it. But when you make that powerful intention with spirit, it's your intention that brings it forward. So when you make a powerful intention with spirit to say, I'm going for completion, Then guess what happens? Spirit meets you at the point of action. Yes. So when you say, I'm serious, Spirit, I'm ready then guess what starts to happen? All the little pieces will start to come forward as a a journey and a quest for you to go on, to discover yourself, to discover the truth. You're going to start having insights and ahas. And especially if you choose to work with a coach, not, I mean, like me or Trish or anyone, then you get a closer mirror and say, hey, what about right here? Have you thought about this in this way, right? And it gives you, it gives you an angle to start to look at things in a new light and start to come home to things in a new light and resolve the unresolved material in your consciousness. That's holding the pattern in place. Yes. So just wanted to speak, speak to that for a minute. I have a beautiful quote here that I want to read. Cause it's just, inc- it's just inspiring me to say this. So it's from John Roger. Oh, hi. It's just me. Oh, hi. Hello. <laughs> hello. It is time we place the spiritual energy down into the physical world. And the way we do this is through education. We shall teach and learn to cure ourselves rather than alleviate symptoms. We shall transcend to the point of going through something for the last time. Completion will be a part of the spiritual ecology. Isn't that beautiful? Mm -hmm. So It's from John Roger. So I guess I'm going to lead right into a teaching moment. All right. So I just encourage you to deepen your breath for a moment and allow your heart to just really open the already open heart. You have an open heart and to experience yourself having a deeper relationship with yourself in the here and now moment. So take a deep centering breath and align yourself with loving because the truth is, is you are loving essence. And allow yourself to be deeply centered in yourself. Come home to yourself. And I encourage you to go ahead and invoke your inner counselor. And I'm just going to say a blessing and a clearing. Father, Mother, God, creator of all that is, divine mother, Holy Spirit, we invite you into this conversation, this container, this blessing, even for our viewers and our, our replay people. We invite you in spirit into this moment. In this sacred moment, we call you forth and we invite in a healing and a blessing and a clearing and each soul's consciousness that hears this. We ask for the upgrade and the learning to be just given in this moment and that any insight that needs to come forward around what pattern each soul is working with to be revealed at a deeper level. We ask for your insight, your blessing, and your clearing that any pattern that anything that needs to be lifted for the highest and best good be done. So right now in this moment, we ask for the clearing, we ask for the light, we ask for your grace and we ask for it be done with so much ease Thank you, spirit, for the opportunity to serve. And it is my intention to stay in the vibration of loving service through this opportunity. Thank Mm -hmm. you. All right. So I just encourage you to go ahead and invoke your inner counselor. Remembering that you are your authentic self. There is no doing. There is no need to be in a place of doing. The authentic self is you. The I am presence is you. You cannot move away from it. You cannot go anywhere to achieve it. It is you. So I encourage you to go ahead and attune to the loving that is inside your heart, regardless of what your ego may be going through, regardless of what your personality, thoughts, feelings, or behaviors you are experiencing as the loving self. And remember, it is necessary to always remember that you have everything inside of you to always respond to whatever situation is on the outside. So I invite you to go ahead and learn to work your process today with me for the highest and best and deepest healing. And I encourage you to move into a place of where is it that is causing emotional disturbance in your life? Just think about it for a moment. What's the I'm upset because? Think about the last time you had the most deepest I'm upset because story. This is the quickest way to get the window through and into what the pattern is. And just, I encourage you to lean in and ask your inner counselor, to really reveal to you right now the deepest pattern in your life that you're ready to transcend and make that powerful intention with yourself. I'm ready, spirit, to transcend this pattern for good and dissolve it for good. Okay. So are you are you aware of what it is? What is that I'm upset because? Bring it forward. Hold it with intention and love to be revealed all the parts to it. And I invite you to kind of now be in an exploratory place. Remember that you are like a a scientist in this moment, just exploring, be curious here. What are the judgments and limiting beliefs that you might experience through this pattern? This is the quickest way to lift it out of your life? And can you name what it is? Can you name it? Is it distrust? Is it rejection? Is it unworthiness? Like there's so many places that many things could show up. Can you name it? And can you name the judgments that you're experiencing? How are you judging that experience? What are the limiting beliefs connected to it? You know, the quickest way to reveal what the pattern is about is the judgments. I'm going to give you one or two more seconds here to just kind of encourage you to go a little bit deeper with the judgments. Just allow them to surface. And if you have a pen and paper, you could even write them all down. Just so that you can flush them out with forgiveness in a moment. So what are the judgments you are experiencing in your life? around this pattern around what comes forward are you aware of them just ask your inner counselor to guide you to the deepest belief and pattern that is available for you to discover today in the now right now this is your moment to leverage this for your freedom so i encourage you to go for it how am i judging this okay now we're going to move forward and experience a new way of of holding this and working with it. I encourage you to just move into accepting responsibility for your inner and outer choices around the pattern. Because the quickest way to shift a pattern is to take responsibility for how we create it and accept it. So move into a place of acceptance inside of yourself. And how have you made inner choices, attitudinal choices that are creating this dynamic? What are the inner choices, Um, beliefs around the experience you're having? What are the inner choices you have made to create it? Excuse me. And what are the outer choices, the ways that your behavior, possibly create and perpetuate the pattern. So I'm just going to give you a second here. You've been surfacing a lot and it's sensitive, I know. So just really lean into it here. It's okay. All of it is okay. We're getting out past the right and wrong viewpoint here. Nothing is right or wrong. It's not black or white. Let's just examine it from a neutral place so that you can lovingly embrace it all and let it go. So what, again, are the inner choices you have possibly made around this pattern? And what are the outer choices, the ways you co-create with spirit? Do you show up defensive? Do you show up angry? Do you show up sensitive? Do you show up just breaking into tears and can't talk about it? How are the ways you co-create this? And what are the inner ways The the, the thing you're telling yourself, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, um, you know, it can show up in so many ways. There's so many deeper misidentifications that can create it. So it's just really an opportunity to explore what the misidentification is. All right. So now we're going to move into and encourage you to move into full acceptance of your accepting responsibility for your emotional reaction. What reaction have you had from your experience in this pattern that surfaces? Can you identify it? What's the emotional reaction? And can you move into acceptance for having it? And I want to assist you to call in spirit here and accept all feelings of yourself, of others, of the world, And God, what are the feelings that you experience around this? Can you move into acceptance of them? All right. So I invite you to move into your beautiful open heart and move forward with compassionate self-forgiveness. So I'm going to give you an example. So I forgive myself for wholeheartedly judging myself as not worthy. I forgive myself for judging myself as fill in the blank. I forgive myself for judging myself as blank. I forgive myself for the misidentification of blank. I forgive myself for creating this pattern that shows up this way, blank. I forgive myself for the judgment of what is it? Blank. I forgive myself for the pattern of withholding in my relationship. I forgive myself for judging myself as whatever it may be—unworthy, dishonest, uh, not open-hearted, um, unloving, unkind. Whatever you may be judging yourself as, you know there—it's all kinds of places. Not compassionate not willing to hear, unaccepting. I forgive myself for judging myself or the other person as. This is a key one. I forgive myself for judging the other person as blank because the truth is the other person is you also. The other person is God and you're God. There is no separation. So now we're going to move into the fun part. I love the truth is statements. So I just encourage you to go right into the positive and move into the truth is what can you say that is your truth from this experience? The truth is I am loving essence. The truth is I can never be separate from myself. The truth is I see myself clearly now. The truth is I show up with 100% responsibility now in my in my relationships. The truth is I'm willing to see the parts where I've judged myself. The truth is I can accept myself and all parts of myself from this pattern. Now, the truth is I'm willing to have forgiveness. The truth is I'm a beautiful soul having a human experience. And I encourage you to just keep going with those truth is statements. And if this is serving you, rewind it, watch it again, do it again, over and over and over again. And so now I'm going to move into a blessing for you. And I invite you to close your eyes. And I'm going to read it out loud. I ask that a blessing of light loving, and compassionate self-forgiveness be placed in my consciousness and through my family lineage, past, present, and future, in service to intergenerational healing, and also through all time and all my existences, releasing all judgments and misinterpretations that I have made. As I open my heart and receive healing grace for the highest good of all concerned, I am letting go and letting God And I encourage you to prize yourself. Prize yourself for the loving essence that you are. I acknowledge myself and I prize myself for the willingness to be uncomfortable and explore what the deeper issue is. I acknowledge myself for the bravery it takes to be radically honest. I acknowledge myself for the courage. That lives inside of my spiritual being to show up as honest, loving, truthful, compassionate, centered, connected to source and spirit all times. I acknowledge the spirit pulsing through my body and my vehicle, my life, my soul. I acknowledge that I am willing to serve spirit through everything I experience. I acknowledge the love that I am, and I acknowledge the love that you are. Thank you. I hope this has served you well. How is that for you?
0: Be very calm <laughs> and mellow and I feel um, more clarity with a rem- a deepening reminder of compassion and clarity with. Um, Something that I'm working with today. Yay! Beautiful. <sighs> awesome. Yeah. I am loving essence.
1: We are all loving essence. Mm-hmm. Loving essence experiencing itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's okay to like be our humanness too, you know, and give permission for the humanness to happen because it's our humanness that we get caught up in. Yes.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if you love what Dawn's doing right now, I bet you would love this four day activation that she's setting up and, and it's coming up really soon. So if you haven't logged in on it, this is the time to do it. And I'm sending it right now into the chat. So go check it out.
1: Yeah. So it's super exciting. I'm just going to speak about it for a moment. Um, I'm so excited to do this. I've been preparing for a year to do this. I'm launching this beautiful program. And this is a four-day free experience where you're going to come in and learn all about patterning, why it happens, how it happens, all the things. So you're going to get a big breakthrough and around a deep learning around patterns and how to really move through them. Uh, every day is going to be about Sovereign Queen activation. So I'm going to lead you through some really special activations to give you clarity and clarification with what's going on in your life and in your love life, especially. And uh, I'm saving some juicy tidbits. So there's some things in there you got to join to get and understand. And there's going to be amazing prizes. So I'm going to give away a gift basket. I'm going to give away an hour of coaching. And I'm also going to give away um, two full positions in my program, which is super, super exciting, like big time. So if you want the chance to like experience a nine week program for your upliftment and elevation and get to do like 19 powerful trios with your sisters, then I encourage you to join because you have a chance to win an entire free powerhouse, powerful packed full of spiritual psychology experiences, and it's experiential. So you're going to get to work your process and lay down your patterning for good. And so trust me, like this stuff changes lives. And so I'm just speaking from radical experience. This is how I was able to step full time into what I do and what I love, because I was able to move the stuff out of the way that was always in the way. And if you're ready to move the stuff that's in the way, so that you can step and have your greater freedom and expression and sovereignty in your relationship and all relationships and how you show up in life, then this is it. I encourage you to step in. Sign up.
0: Yeah. I'm really excited. And you have put so much work and preparation into this. So I know it's going to be. fire. Thank you, babe. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, like, because, because I am, I got the insider information <laughs> because I get to see things as they get developed and I get to see some of the, you know, the magic behind the scenes. It's, you're in for a really special, amazing treat. Hmm. Thank you so much. <laughs> in the Activation, but also in the program. It's also, if you haven't looked at the program, check the Unleash Your Sovereign Queen program out. Like, wow. <laughs> anyway. I love you so much, Dawn. Thank you so much. I love teaching with you. I love you too. I miss Bye. it. <laughs> I'd like to shout out to Sign Network, uh, John and Summer Raymer, for being always super consistent and loving and really being network, amazing, rad people to share us out and you know to, to be sharing what they believe in in the world. Um, and if you want to help us, uh, share this out to the world as well and like us and engage with the post, because that really helps us be seen by people out in the world. Um, so if it helps you let it help other people. And I'd love to share a little, you know, heart love for Scott Katamis and yes. in the world. Um, and he's, he's up to some amazing things too. So if you haven't seen what he's up to, go to Scott Katamas's page, or love coach Academy and share some love over there. We will see you next Thursday at 10 (laughs) AM. Yes. Have a wonderful week, everyone.